Hashem, we are coming to the conclusion, Bezer Hashem, Asiyum, of these three wonderful days, Yarchikalav Shalheves, and I see that it's Baruch Hashem number 35. And uh, almost always, Rebbe Zeril Zangazunt has mechabed me to, to give a conclusion discussion. And many times I have many different feelings about this discussion that I'm supposed to give now, Bezer Hashem. Um, I'm saying this in the word of Hagdama. Today I will change a little the the nusach of the way I usually give this discussions this this, um, this last neila. Just as a, a remez, it's your dua that after neila, many great people have a minhag that they learn a black gemara. They sit and learn because there clearly I'm keeping. Everyone goes home. Everyone's hungry right after the tainus, and the Torah has no. The world has no Torah. And the world without Torah has no existence. You do it, a Banzich and a used to have a special Indian to learn right after Ne'ilah. I feel that the Bezreel, in his last wonderful discussion, was Yaitse, the Echavas Ne'ilah, with Halachalamaisi, with wonderful suggestions, which Kodesh Bochu should help us, we should be able to accomplish. And I will today change my minhig a little bit. And with your permission, I will learn a blat gemara, a blat gemara which I learned a few weeks ago in Dafayomi. Many, many of us maybe are participating. I will ask the mechila from the Ezus Nashim if they are not used to learning gemara. And believe the Bezer Hashem. At the end of the discussion, I'll make it more interesting for all sides. But I'll try to explain what I'm going to try to bring out. In simple language, I can. The Gemara is a very famous Gemara, and the Gemara is a Masechtas Psochim. The Gemara says, Tonu Rabbonon. We learned. Chachmei Umois Ha'olam, the wise men of the nations, the Goyesh Chachomim, they say, Mazolois Kavuois Vagalgal Choyzer. V'chachmei Yisroel Oimrim Galgal Kovua Umazolois Choizrois This is the Gemara and I will explain in very simple language what this means. We are talking now a little about astronomy and astrology. More about astrology than about astronomy. Now, <coughs> we know that there is a world of stars above us. Today in our generation, the Chochmah of astrology is very weak. Today we can drive a car for years and we know that there's a gas pedal and there's a steering wheel and it's not important for us to know that there's a motor within. But if some, but people in the previous times used to know that when a person turns rich, a person, person turns poor, a person, person turns healthy, the opposite. All these hashboyas come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And the utensil that HaKadosh Baruch Hu activates is called Mazolos. In uh, translation English, it's constellations. Am I right? Now, the Mazolos are, are groups of stars in the heavens. And these Mazolos have a cycle of 24 hours like all of the heavens. The sun and all the stars, the day cycle, every 24 hours the mazolis go around. Now there is a machloikis between Chachme Yisrael and Chachme Umas Ha'olam. Chachme Umas Ha'olam believe, and they say, till this very day, Mazolis Kavois, these group of stars, that they are actually, the word mazal comes to the word noizel, that through them Hashem, brings down, it drips down to us all different 
hashboyas that we want to receive from Hashem, and sometimes which we're not so happy about receiving. These groups of stars are kavua. And there is a galgal that cycles the world. Today, they say that the world rotates around himself. I don't know astronomy enough to, to voice an opinion. But this is the opinion of Chachmi Umar Sa'ilam. Mazola's Kavois, there are groups of stars in the heavens. The Galgal Choyzer, and there is a cycle, a day cycle, which turns them. Chachme Yisrael say, Galgal Kavua, Umazolis Choyzeris. Actually, this cycle of Mazolis is not that the cycle of the day, the world rotates around himself, but the stars actually change position. Which is, in other words, Galgal Kavua, Umazolis Choyzeris. Now, for a moment to give insight to this Machlekes, which is not my subject, the Machlekes is in simple language as follows. Chachmei Umar Sa'ilam believe, and the one who really introduced this idea, the first in the Torah, which is not the truth of the Torah, is Eiv. Eiv was an absolutely righteous person. And Chazal tell us that he was in parallel with Avram Avinu to a certain extent. And all of a sudden he was inflicted with terrible, terrible Yisurim. Yisurim that, he, that miraculously he was able to, he was live, lived. He suddenly lost his family, all his children. He lost his health. He was sick. He was in pain. He lost all his money. Hashem said to the Satan, just keep his life. Everything besides life you could take away. And he was left with three things. With his life, with his wife, which is obviously his life, and his friends, which obviously is also his life. The Satan couldn't take away his friends because that's life itself. The sudden couldn't take away his wife because that's life itself. But his children and his money and his riches and his health, everything was destroyed. And he knew that he's righteous. And he said, you know what the answer is? The answer is, Mazalas Kavois, Vagalgal Choser. The Mazalas, Hashem gives riches and Hashem gives health. And this is all in a cycle. And a cycle has a natural turn. And my mazel was that the cycle just brought all of a sudden. One day I lost my, I lost my family, and I lost my riches, and I lost my health. This is an expression of the Galatian Hagemore. Mazolos kavuos. Hashem doesn't turn the mazolos. Hashem doesn't give out health and happiness and parnosa. It's not something Hashem gives out. It's something that the, that the natural cycle turns around. And Chachmi Yisrael says, no. Chas v'sholem. The truth is, Galgal Kavua, there is a nature which is Kavua. The nature has his pattern. Water will go down, fire will go up. Two and two will be four. And five and five will be ten. But Mazolois, health, Parnosa, children, life. Mazolois, Choizrois. This is in the hands of Hashem. A very famous Machlekes. It's a Machlekes how to understand astronomy. And I think I tried to explain. It's a very basic Machlekes in Hashkof. Am I explaining myself? Everybody say. Huh? Excellent. Baruch Hashem. I just want to know if it comes from both sides. <laughs> now, the Goyen Mivilna says, really, in, in Chachmah of astronomy, actually, Chachmah Umar Sadlan should be right. And I'm going to take a few minutes to explain the way I understand it. But the Goyen says, the reason why Chachmah Umar Sa'ilam made this mistake, and again, we're not discussing, not discussing now Hashkofah, because of course the Neshama of the Machlekes, as we said, is a very, very essential basic whether all the different mazolis that we have, is this a natural cycle, chas v'sholem, or is this a godly cycle, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who is machzir, who turns the mazolis. But speaking 
pure astronomy or astrology. I will not go into the the difference between them. There's a vast, vast difference between these two chokhmas. We would understand that Chachmi Umar Salem are right. And today most of us were taught in school that the world rotates about himself. And let's not go into the to the, to the Maisa whether how things work physically. And the Goyan says, the reason why Chachmi Umar Salem made this mistake, because they know of 12 mazalos. And uh, everyone here knows who they are, this Tleh, this Shor, Tumim, etc., etc., 12 mazalos. Actually in Sefi Yitzirah, Sefi Yitzirah is, by translate, the book of creation written by Avraham Avinu, just about, Avraham Avinu or Rebekiva, we don't know exactly, but it's the Torah of Avraham Avinu, whatever it is. There is a 13th mazal. And he is called Teli. Tof Lamed Yud. This is a constellation in the heavens, which is Nistar. It is hidden from eye, from human eye. And because they don't know this secret, they made their mistake. Now I'm going to explain this. And again, as I said, today's shear, at least the first part of the shear, is not a shear in Hashkof. When someone tells Hashkof, you have to take responsibility, you're saying what is correct, what is right. What I'm saying now is a blood I'm saying my understanding. You can take it, you can elaborate on it, you can dis- disapprove. And you can say a better pshat. And whoever has a better pshat, just for my bakasha, please tell me. But this is what the Goyan says. The Goyan says that there is something hidden in the heavens called Teli. And because the Goyim don't know this, now I will quote the words of Sefi Yitzhira. The Sefi Yitzhira says these words. He says, speaks about three monarchies. Monarchy, I think it might, Melech, three kinds of Melech, three kingdoms. And the words he says as follows. Teli ba'olam ke melech ba'yeshev al kisoy. And he continues, Galgal b'shono ke melech b'medina and Lev b'nefesh ke melech b'milchoma. A king has three positions. Sometimes we see a king out of war. We see him at action. You don't have to be very special to see the king. When the king is out at war, everyone can, can, can receive the king's face. You can get to know the king. He's out at war. Sometimes the king is in the Medina. He's taking a walk. Here, there are different positions. Sometimes he's closed in his chariot. Sometimes he's taking a walk. But he's not so open to everybody. And there's a third position, Melech Yoshev Al-Kisoy. When the Melech is on his throne, he's in his palace, almost nobody can be Mekabal Pnei HaMelech. And here the Sefi Yitzhira says, Teli Ba'olam Ke Melech Yoshev Al-Kisoy. This constellation in the world is like the king in his throne. And he is hidden from all eye. And he is the one that actually turns the constellations, of course with Hashem's power. And this is the answer to the question of Chachmi Umas And I will try to explain it. Again, this is what the Goyen says. I will try to explain it in the way of simple understanding in astronomy. And then I will take everything I discussed until now. And I think you realize, I'm not just trying out to learn Daf Gemara. To bring this into Hashkofe, which I think is very, very important for us, and maybe a close of everything we learned these three wonderful days. Let me, with your permission, spoke, speak a moment, pure astronomy. One of the very important claims, now I don't know astronomy, I never went to school, I shouldn't say this in public, because many of you would just turned off and looking at me, but the Gemara says that if you have a chesaron, spit it out. Eliezer said, I'm a slave. I never went to school. I never graduated elementary school. My father took me out and said, me to What should I do? Bavoynes. I don't know. With Bavoynes, but... I didn't learn in Cheder either. 
one of the big problems that the astronomers say, why it's impossible that the world, that the stars have their, they are the ones who make the cycle, the 24-hour cycle. They say in simple language as follows, one of the, one of the very big tiniest, they say it like this. Let's say, we, have, we, we perceive a star on the far east at 6 o'clock in the morning. Now let's say this star is far away from us, let's say 10 million light years, which is not very far for a star. In other words, the light from this star takes 10 million years to get to us, and 12 hours later we see him on the far west, right? Because the world has a cycle. In other words, if he would have taken a straight pattern, he would have gone straight, he made 20 million light years in 12 hours. By nature, this speed, he should burn in, a, in, a, in an instant. It's impossible. It's naturally impossible. Let us take into consideration he doesn't go straight. He has to go up and down, which is another few million light years. It's impossible that he took 20 million light years, or let's add the ratio of the circle, in 12 hours. Because by nature, he'd be burnt in a moment. That speed, 20 million light years, or 30 million light years, in 12 hours is a speed that by nature absolutely will burn out in an instant. Terrible question. And I believe, this is my understanding, the Goyan says there is an answer to this question. And the answer is the telly. If this cycle of this star would be a natural cycle, in other words, it would be a cycle of nature, then you'd be right. Because nature, in this speed, loses its existence. But it's not a cycle of nature. There is something hidden. There is a Melech Bekisoi. There is the king in the throne, that he is the one who makes this cycle. Now, it's, a, it's, not, a natu- it's not a natural cycle. Um, I will elaborate just for another moment to go into the depths of it. This telly is actually called the mother of the stars. He creates the star in his position the first moment, creates it in the second moment, the third moment, the fourth moment, the fifth moment. It's not his cycle. He creates it every moment in a different position. Therefore, there's no question that it should, it should, it should, the speed should burn itself up. Because it's not a natural speed. Every moment he's created in a different position. And that is what Chachmi Yisrael believe. Chachmi Yisrael see, we see a natural cycle. We see Galgal turns the mazolis. It's a natural cycle. And therefore we come to, we say it's impossible that these mazolis, that there is a hand guiding it. It's impossible, Chachmi Yisrael, to say that health and happiness and riches and children and everything else, that there is a hand guiding it. It's it's a, it's a, the world turns about itself and by nature everything turns and the Goyan says because the king on the throne is hidden from your eyes and really there is something very hidden in the world which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's throne that that is actually what turns this cycle this is the first word that I wanted to tell you and in another few minutes, I think you'll understand what am I trying to bring out with this understanding. I think you can imagine it's very important for me that I say this whole Gemara because there's something very deep that I want to bring out. <coughs> now, let us come back to Hashkofa. I'm going to introduce today, Rabbi Yisai, an overall picture of the three basics of Yiddishkeit. Let me play for a moment on a beautiful Chazal which we heard yesterday from Rabbi Yisrael Rakovsky. Rabbi Yisrael said over a beautiful Chazal and a pshat from the Vilna Goyen. The Vilna Goyen says, when the Gemara says, Shloisha Shloimois Heim. There are three dreams that a person can have that this picture actually hints 
and means peace. And they are Nohar, Kedero, Vetsipor. A river, a cattle, and a bird. The Goyen says, as we heard yesterday, that there are three types of peace in out what we know about. The first type of Sholem is a river. In other words, when I plow, if I, ha- if I plow, and all of a sudden someone comes over to me and says, you know, you're ruining my field. You're ruining the Rishus Rabbim. I go into the Rishus Rabbim and I plow my path. I go on my path. And someone says, you're ruining me. You want to plow this way, I want to plow this way. And there's no peace. In a river, there is always peace. Do you ever see a motorboat plowing a path in the river? It's Rishus Rabbim. Who gave you permission to plow? This piece, he plows this way, and she plows this way, and everyone makes his own path, and they say hello to each other. No contradiction. A river, there's always peace. Because everyone's path does not destroy someone else's path. But this is a very small level of peace. Because this Sholem says, we're not really working together. It's just... From far away, you ever see two motorboats say, Hi, I'm letting you live your life. You're letting live me li- my life. Everyone takes his own path. And we can live together in peace. This is the first kind of peace. And we heard yesterday in family life many times, it's like that. One part of the family goes this way. And the other part goes the other way. Once in a while they say hello to each other. If they find <laughs> necessary. And peace, shalom. This is the first type of shalom. Two people, two parties going in its, each one's own direction and no one contradicts each other. The second kind of piece of shalom is the wonderful kettle. The kettle, he found a way to make peace between fire and water. We know fire and water are two enemies. Two essences that contradict each other with its absolute form. Almost. And the kettle does wonders, makes peace. You take a piece of metal and you put it between the fire and the water and all of a sudden the fire and water work together in uniform. The fire heats the water and the water boils up. You have a delicious cup of coffee. You can make delicious food because through the kettle here is a new kind of peace. It's not I take my path and you take your path. But we work together in uniform, and this is enabled through a machitza, through a divider between us, which is the platform of metal. And sometimes two people work together, but there is a platform metal between them, but they work together in uniform. There's a third kind of piece, that wonderful bird. Way in the beginning of his creation, Rashi says in Chumash, he was created not from Ofer, not from water, but from rakak, which means from a mixture of, of water and offer. Water is more spiritual. Offer is more physical. And here you have a mixture. A bird cannot live in the heavens. He must rest on the ground. A bird doesn't walk on the ground. He lives in the heavens. And here there is a wonderful combination in one creation of heaven and earth. Of heaven and earth a physical and spiritual, a combination in one creature, working in uniform, this is the most beautiful way of peace. How two contradictions can live together in one Metzius, in one being. Three kinds of peace. I would like to put an insight that we know the most important Shalom is between Hashem Yisbarach and His people. In Shir Hashirim, we have Mashalim that are Kodesh Baruch Hu, and we are a Shidach. Rabbi Zriel explained beautiful, beautiful how the Chasna went, went about. Beautiful Chasna. <laughs> beautiful wedding. A lot of glasses broken. But <laughs> that's not the point at this moment. Baruch Hashem, we're together, we're happy. And there are three kinds of communications. Between a Jew and his Akkadish Baruch. Hu. 
There is a communication sometimes, like a river. I go my way, you go on your way. I do my mitzvahs. You take care of your world. And we say hello to each other once in a while. There's a way of communication. There's a communication where a yid could work with HaKadosh Baruch in uniform with a mechitzah. And there's a communication without a mechitzah. Now, <clears throat> let me, Rabbi Sai, tell you, I think that these three communications are mitzvahs, tefillah, and Torah. Mitzvahs, that's the river. Tefillah is the cattle. And Torah is the bird. Now let me explain myself. In, in a family, in the Ishva Isha, there are really three kinds of communications. There's a communication like a river. Now let me explain to what, what I mean. The Kesher between Aisha and Aisha is a very, very special Kesher. There is a lot of love in the world. You have a love, a love to a brother, to a brother. You have a love of parents. But the specialty of a love and the communication between a man and a wife is that this is a 24 hour, this is a, it's a lifetime setup that a person is acting as a husband or acting as a wife. When she goes into the supermarket, she's going as a wife. When he's working in the office, they know he's married. This is mitzvahs. Mitzvahs is something which was object to grasp our 24 hours. The core difference, Rabbi Sai, the core difference between the Jew and the non-Jew I put into the language I once said to a ger. I once met a ger tzedek. And I said, what did you find in Judaism? He happened to be in Israel. He says, Achshav shani Yehudi. Now that I'm a Jew, emet. I pray to the true God. And I said, my friend, you can pray to the true God as a goy. Mi mizrach shemesh ad mevoyoy godel shmi bagoyim. Hashem says, everyone prays to the true Hashem. On every American dollar bill, it says, a God we trust. And of course, uh, we know who they trust, but it's nishpashat, I don't want to go into it. You don't have to be Jewish to know Hashem. The specialty of a Jew is Taryag Mitzvahs. Taryag Mitzvahs means 613 which is divided into 365 days, 248 limbs. The specialty of a Jew is, every day, I am a Jew. I'm not a Jew when I'm in the shul. I'm not, I don't act as a yid on Shabbos. A goy is a, is a good tumah on Sunday morning. He sits in his cloister like a little angel. And he's a good guy. When he's on the Bowery, he's not a good Catholic. The aside of a yid is, you're a yid in the kitchen, you're a yid in the bedroom, you're a yid in the dining room, you're a yid when you get dressed, you're a yid when you tie your shoes. I told this girl, I told him, you know why you became Jewish? So you should know how to tie your shoes as a Jew. That's the essence of a Jew. When you tie, when you put on that right shoe, and then you put on the left shoe, and then you tie the left shoe, and then the right shoe, then you know you're Jewish. Because a Jew is someone who is Jewish from head to toe. Every moment of his creation, he grasps Hashem. This is the essence of a Jew, and this is the Chiddush of Torah. 365 days. 248 limbs, 365 gidim. Every part of me screams Kvayt Shemayim. This is the essence of a yid. Now, when a yid puts on tefillin, when he ties his shoe, he doesn't, necessi doesn't necessarily think of Hashem. It's not a bad idea, by the way. 
Once in a while, we put on film to think of Hashem. But that's not the point. We could put on the mezuzah. We could wear our tzitzis. We could wear our tzitzit clothes. We act as kaviyochol, as an as, as, as a ishva isha. Every, every aspect about us shows that we are Am Hashem. But this is not a, a tangible communication at this moment. That's why it's called like a river. We go our way, but we're always thinking of Hashem. We're always acting as Hashem's people. And this is mitzvahs. When we do mitzvahs, there isn't always a, 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 a tangible Lemaisedika communication between us and HaKadosh Baruch But mitzvahs is the first part of Sholem. Sholem means to be peace with Hashem, as we said as in a marriage. Wherever you are, know that you are Hashem. Every situation, whoever you talk to, when you're in business, when you're at home, you're in the supermarket, wherever you are, there's never a moment that a Yid doesn't find Hashem. It's not the Chdid that HaKadosh Baruch set us up such a beautiful Yiddishkeit. When we go to the supermarket and we take the, those, those products and we watch Mikol and we look, at, we look for the Heksher. This is Dveikos. This is a kiss from Hashem. We are acting as Hashem's people. We don't think about Hashem at that moment. We're looking for a Heksher. Because we know we already got used to it. That's what you can eat. But this is our 24-hour communication with Hashem. Now this is like the river. The second kind of communication is like the kettle. The kettle, he's a genius. He finds a way to actually bring together on the one platform fire and water. And that is tefillah. Tefillah is a way that a Jew, a Yid, has Positive Lamaisadika communication with Hashem. Baruch Ato Hashem. Cho Hashem Hagadula. Of course, mitzvah tefillah could be a mitzvah also. A person could daven seventy years and never think of Hashem. That's not the way you're supposed to daven. But we're talking about tefillah, how tefillah should look. Tefillah is supposed to be a communication between us and Hashem. It's good that we remind ourselves sometimes. But that's what tefillah is by its by its simple definition, talking to Hashem. Now, tefillah is already like the kettle. This is something completely different. Now, let me continue and explain that tefillah, in its beautiful form, in its absolute form, I hope Bezer Hashem this afternoon to discuss it more at length. What is tefillah? Tefillah is a form of shalom. It's a form of peace. And just like in the previous piece that we discussed, peace is not something which, which when you talk together on a battleship, that's not peace. Peace is living together in peace. Peace is a 24-hour project. And tefillah in its beauty is that a person lives with tefillah. In family life, tefillah, the martial of family life is we tell couples, talk to each other. Did you ever see a man and wife, breggers? Do you know why they're breggers? Because they don't know that they can get together. And when you say to them, if you're, if you're a good couple, open up, talk. You think, he came with a frown on his face, you know why? He stubbed his Thomas can, what do you want from him? And he walks into the house, and she's convinced that he's angry at her, that she doesn't like, he doesn't like her cooking. And it's breggers. She doesn't say, Anka, what happened? And maybe he doesn't want to say what happened. Someone insulted him. That's a big aside in, in, in family life. I just want to tell you this in parentheses. So you say in all life. When you go in the morning, I just want to tell you this, everybody say, when you go in the morning and that bus driver slams the, fa- the door on your face, he doesn't mean you. <laughs> he means his wife in the morning. <laughs> You're never the carbon. He doesn't mean you. He means his boss, he means, I don't know who he means. He doesn't mean you, don't be insulted, don't get angry at him. And the same is true between, the, the, between a man and his wife. When he comes home, he doesn't mean you. And if she's disturbed, she doesn't mean you. What to tell the people? Open up. 
talk to each other. You see how beautiful you can get together if you talk. And the same is true between us and Hashem. You have a problem? Talk to Hashem. Talk to Hashem. Hashem is here. Hashem is close. It's like a kettle. It feels like a kettle. Bring the bring. Of course, Elokimba Shemayim Vatal Haoretz. And you know how far it is from Shemayim to Oretz? Let me quote a Medrash, it's not an exact quote. And the Gemara Medrash says it like this. Min Haoretz la Shemayim, there's 500 years difference. There's 500 years vast space. And then the thickness of the Shemayim are the 500 years. And each Shemayim is 500 years. And the seven Shemayims. And then you come to the Chayas HaKodesh. And Ragnar HaChayas Kineget Kulam. And Karsule HaChayas Kineget Kulam. We come to space of millions of years. And when a Jew says, Hoshio Hashem, Hashem Koriv Loi Minishmas Apoi. Hashem is closer than the breath of your nose. Do you know how close that is? Hashem is close than the breath of your nose. When you, when you daven, Hashem is with us. That's what filler is. Talk, open up. Communication. And that's the second type of peace. Like the kettle. You can bring together fire and water, and they should work together, and they'll cook each other. And they'll find a way how to work in uniform. Tefillah is not a chore we have Bokit Sarayim Ve'erif. That's not what Tefillah is. Tefillah is a pattern of life. V'amni Tefillah, David HaMelech said. It's a way of living. Living with Hashem. Just like when you have two, you have a, I don't know what muscle to bring, two people walking. They work together. Tefillah, the object of Tefillah is to work with Hashem. That's the kettle. To work in uniform. Every problem, discuss it. Hashem, what do you say? Are you able to help me? Of course you're able to help me. No. That's what Tefillah is. And someone who starts working with Hashem, you'll see how beautiful Hashem is. And this is the second type of piece of communication. The first type was like the river. Mitzvahs. We do our mitzvahs. It's kosher. Mezuzah. Tfilin, tzitzis, tzniyis, loshen hara. But it's a 24-hour communication. But not necessarily an absolute close communication. When a person shuts up and talks loshen hara, it's a gvaldika mitzvah, even though he doesn't remember Hashem. When a certain person is in an argument, closes his mouth, this is greatness of greatness. But this is not a communication with Hashem. Maybe it's even greater communication with Hashem. Tefillah is like the kettle. There's a third communication called Torah. Torah is like the bird. Rabbi Sai, my, excuse me, my, my, my power of speaking, of explanation is poor and pale to discuss what Torah is. Chazal tell us when a person learns Torah, is within him. It's not like a communication of the kettle, it's like the bird. It's the Shemayim and the Oretz become one. A person becomes a, a piece of fire. It's a communication of oneness between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Torah is a completely different capacity. Torah is the absolute communication of peace, which Chazal tell us the marshal of a bird, just like a bird was created with offer and mayim, you could put spirit and you could mix it. You could mix it with physical and it could become one and all of a sudden it's flying. You can bring HaKadosh Baruch within you when you learn Torah. And these are three kinds of communications. There's a communication of a river, which is mitzvahs. The communication of tefillah, which is like the kettle. And there's the communication of a bird. When we learn Torah, the oneness that a Jew has with Hashem Yisbarach, that his understanding, we call it Das Torah. All of a sudden he understands Torah. Hashem's understanding, Hashem's mind becomes, becomes part of him. He sees like Hashem sees. He understands and Hashem understands. This is a new kind of communication called Torah HaKadosh. And of course this is very special for Am Yisrael. 
And again, this is a 24-hour communication. Now, it's not easy for me to explain how it works a 24-hour communication. But let us just say a word. When a person is kind of Torah, gets a das Torah, everything he does is Torah A person makes thousands of decisions a day. When a person becomes acquainted with Torah, then his decisions are alpi Torah. His decision is, how should I say it? I once heard from, from a Talmud that he saw, he peeked in. And he saw the Baron Kotler, there was, was some Mishundika Shaila of, 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 of Askonis, of, of Tzibur. And the Baron was very wondering what to do. And he's walking back and forth. He said, what would the Chassam Soifer do? What would the Chassam Soifer do? And in truth, someone who learns Torah, we don't say these words, what does Hashem say? What would what, what Hashem tell me to do? Chocham Odif Minovi. Because Torah gives a person part and partial with Torah. We become a piece of Torah. We become Torahic. It's not for nothing we call B'nai Torah. And I think everyone knows I'm talking two sides of the Mechitz. It's exactly the same thing. The Hashkafa of Torah. We absorb Torah. It becomes a part of us. This is the third communication. The third communication is, as we had said, the bird. Three kinds of communications which are the basics of Judaism. Again, this is my pshat. I mean, I'm not saying that to, to accept it. But I'm using as a remez the river, the kettle, and the bird. Mitzvahs, tefillah, and Torah. Mitzvahs is live as a Jew. Tefillah is talk to Hashem. And Torah is learn Torah. And your mind should become and get the understanding of Torah. And this is a completely different kind of communication of Torah. Now, what I want to bring out is that the communication of Torah is very, very special. And here is where I'm going to bring out what I started with. And I'm going to tell you the language of the Sefer Yitzirah. I'm not, my mouth of course is not really to say these holy words. But we're learning Torah. Every Jew could learn Torah. Sefer Yitzirah says these words. Teli ba'olam kemelech al kisoy. Galgal bishono kemelech bimedina. Nefesh, excuse me, leiv b'nefesh. Now I feel he's telling us, besides all the wonders that this, that this Avraham Avinu is telling us, which is Al-Pi Kabbalah, we have no inkling what's going on here. But just for, uh, for, just for our, our diagram, there are three kinds of malchus, three kinds of monarchies we have in our world, in our lives. There is a lev benefesh. Now a lev benefesh is like a melech b'melchomah. A melech that goes out in war, the war is ponim v'ochr. He's in a constant fight. Sometimes he loses, sometimes he wins. And here you see the glory of the melech, really. But it's a war. The lave, our heart, within us is always at war. The melchame is a constant one. The Yitzhahara and the Yitzhah This is the war, the melchame of mitzvahs. One day we talk more Lashon Hara, one day we talk less Lashon Hara. One day we die with more Kavone, one day we die with less Kavone. This Melech, if we win the war, then we're a Melech, we're a king. If we lose the war, then you're a dead. And here is where he is fighting. And it's a 24-hour strife. Because as we had said, the river is a 24-hour communication. And every moment, wherever we go, we have, a, we have a fight. When it comes to tying our shoes, we're lazy. And I, don't, I think that the audience sitting here knows that I'm bringing a muscle which is a beautiful, great muscle. Tying shoes is something which emphasizes the Jew. A Jew is not emphasized by great deeds. A Jew is emphasized by the smallest. A Jew is 
Tzaddikim are always emphasized by small things. When we know how to dress like a Yid, we know how to talk like a Yid, say good morning like a Yid, smile like a Yid, keep our homes healthy and happy like a Yid. This is what emphasized the Yid. The small everyday things, and this is the everyday war. This is the fight. Leiv b'medina, leiv b'nefesh, kimelech b'melchoma. This is the fight. Galgal ba'olam, galgal ba'shamayim, to be exact, kimelech b'medina. There's a second situation, how the galgal, how the nature, the natural cycle turns the seasons. One day it's hot and one day it's cold. All of a sudden it's freezing outside. Now this is the Galgal and this is the Melech de Medina. The Melech keeps control of his country. There's no Hefker. This Rabbi Sai, this Malchus, in my appreciation, is Tefillah. If you'll notice, Tefillah has something very special about it. There are special Tefillahs for a Pesach, for a Shavuos, for a Sukkot, for a summer, for a winter. Because Tefillah actually is what keeps the, the nature going. Tefillah was desiccated that we, when we live, when we eat, when we sleep, everything we get from Hashem, everything that we get from nature, we should get it from the hands of Hashem. That's why we have Tefillah. When a person... Maybe I should bring a marshal. A marshal. When Eli HaKoyin told Chana, I will not elaborate on the marshal. When Shmuel, this little Shmuel was two years old, and he was high of Misa because he was Mary Halachalupfni Rabbi. And he was high of Misa. And Chana came and said, Rebbe, sorry, this is my baby, you can't take him. You have to forgive him. And Eli said, I'll give you a more precious child. I'll give you a better child. I always wonder what, what would that guy look like that's better than Shmuel. Shmuel is connected Moshe of Aaron. I wonder what he would look like. But that's not the point. What would he look like? Moshe of Aaron, B'choyin of Shmuel, Kodesh Moi. Eli says, you'll have someone greater. And Chana said, El Hanar Hazeh Hispaloti. This was the child I prayed for. She had the uh, motherly... Feelings for the child? No. Way in the beginning, it says, "What is palel Chana al Hashem?" Chana did not say, "I need a child, Hashem." Chana said, "Al Hashem, I'm asking Hashem, you that you feel my tzar. I don't care about myself, but you, for your sake, give me a child." She didn't need it for herself. And all of a sudden, she's motherly sentiments, and I want this child. Take the better one. But Chana says, "But this is something very special." Elanara says, "Paloti." In Yiddish we say, This child came through tefillah. So many tears, so many years of childness. All the tears of these years, this is all absorbed in this baby. The next child will be a bigger Talmud Chochem, more genius. But it won't be soaked with, with, with tefillahs. And it's not like this child. When we eat bread in the morning, we can get bread from Hashem. We can feel Hashem's giving us bread. It's soaked with love. It's soaked with Kedusha. We can get bread from the store, from nature. And this is what it says. Galgal. Bashamayim. Kemelech b'medina. You must realize that the nature can be like a king in his country. You can realize that the road you walk on it's, it's here. Or you can realize that there was a king who paved it. You can realize that the policeman that comes helping you just came. Or you can know that there's a king in the Medina. And that is Tefillah. Everything you eat, everything you drink, your life, your happiness, your children, your husband, your wife, can be through Tefillah. Gal gal bashamayim kemelech b'medina. And this is the beauty of tefillah. The beauty of tefillah is that you can get a communication that everything you get is from Hashem. And all of a sudden, the piece of bread is all, is 
The Parnas is a Oiskibetene. The child is a Oiskibetene. The child is soaked with Kedusha. I got this child from Hashem. Hannah said, El Naraz es Paloti. And you get up in the morning and you say, Moida Ani Lefanecho. This breath of air is from Hashem. It's a different breath of air. It's a different breath of air completely. And this is a second kind of communication. The communication of tefillin. A third kind of communication. Teli bashamayim. Kemelech al kisoy. And this is Torah. Now let me put a little word about Torah. I'm at length today. I don't have long to go. Whoever's interested, just hold on. We're not going to be talking too, too, too longer. Bezer Hashem. <clears throat> There's a third kind of monarchy, which is called Melech Al-Kisay. Now, Melech Al-Kisay, we learned in the beginning of our lecture, this is the position of the king, where he's on his throne, and he's hidden. No one knows the king. No one can conceive his greatness. But he is the one that actually turns the mazolis. There is something very hidden in the creation, which is the Yad Hashem, that this is what turns the mazolis. And as we learned at the beginning, Chachmi Umasalam don't know this. They see health and happiness and everything we have as a cycle of nature. Because they don't know that there is a king on his throne. And this king on his throne the quality of this malchus, of this monarchy, is how much we learn Torah. Torah is the neshama of the world by its, in its absolute form, is Torah. I was siyata d'shmaya for tefillin. I was siyata d'shmaya for mitzvahs. All mazolis, everything is turned by someone very, very hidden in his throne. And our communication with Him is depending on how much Torah we learn. And this is very important for a Jew to know that more than anything else is depending how much Torah we learn. Now what I'm trying to bring out, it's extremely important to know that this communication is a very private hidden communication. Just like we had said, there's a communication of mitzvahs in a home. It's man and wife. Just the fact, just the fact that they're married. There's a communication of tefillah. It's just the fact that they talk to each other. There's a communication of Torah. There is a oneness which is very, very private. It's a very private oneness when a yid learns Torah, and he becomes kaviyochel, kaviyochel guf echad with Hashem Yisbarach. This is a very, very special communication. This is the bird. And I spoke now, three quarters of an hour. I ask my apologies for keeping up the audience for so long. Even though the door is open, whoever wants could have walked out. And I will end with one word, Rabbi Isai. And this is the message why I came today. We must know, the communication of mitzvahs is melech bimilchama. Everyone feels and realizes the importance of mitzvahs. When a Jew is Mechal Shabbos, then he knows that the king was beheaded in, at war. You see the king at war. Our mitzvahs is Melech B'milchama. When a Yid, if you come to a home and you pick up your hand, it is no mezuzah, you know that this guy inside lost the war. Melech B'milchama is something very obvious for every, each and every one of us. When we keep kosher, we know we bring Kedusha into ourselves. When we fight, we know we destroy our neshama. Melech ben is something very outgoing and very outright and very tangible. More private is tefillah. What tefillah accomplishes within our nefesh is Melech ben Medina. Really, it keeps us alive. We don't feel it. When a yid does a mitzvah, sometimes, sometimes you do a chesed. I think many of us had this wonderful feeling that you feel like a million dollars. I don't think anybody in this room feels like a million dollars after a piece of strawberry shortcake. I think everyone in this room, if you could take a poor yid and you could save him, 
If you could see a car flying 60 miles an hour and you could pull a child from under the wheel and save him, you'd feel like a billion dollars. The hergish of mitzvah is wonderful. And when we do chas shalom and avere, sometimes we, you know, we have a nasty one. We talk a nasty lashon hara. Or we have a nasty fight. We feel... My vocabulary isn't polite enough to say how we feel. We feel no good. We feel no good. Melech bimulchama. What is more private is Melech bimedina. We don't have an appreciation. When we daven, we could say, take our Tehillim. And we could say a couple of kapitlach. We don't know what greatness we acquired. When we finish Shachris, it's Melech bimedina. That this is really what is cycling the world. More private is Melech al When we learn Torah, we have no inkling. This is absolutely hidden. This is Nistari Nistaris of the greatness of the communication between us and Hashem Yisbarach. And the same is true, Rabbi Sai, with Bittul Torah. We have no inkling of what Opposite communications. Well, how they destroy our being. Torah Rabbi is called Das. Das is knowledge. The first time we find the word Adam Yoda. Yoda is a connection between Adam and Chav. Das is a connection. Everything a person knows is connected to him and is part of him. Our essence, our neshama is our understanding. When we pick up a newspaper and we know, we know the world. There's nothing wrong with it. We don't feel we did an avera. We don't feel any miscommunication between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But this deep, deep communication that you received with the world, with the guy. Is nistori nistoris. Is hiddens of hiddens. Just like when you pick up a Gemara. If you pick up a Yiddish book, an art scrolls in English or in Yiddish, whatever it is. And you get a Yedi of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of a sudden you created a bird. All of a sudden you created a oneness. A, a achdus. A buzzer echot. And this is nistori nistoris. No one in the world can conceive. What closeness a Jew gets when he learns a piece of Torah. And no Jew could ever imagine what happens to his neshama when he gets a piece of information which is not Torah. I will exaggerate Rabbi Isaiah at this moment. I will tell you an exaggeration. An exaggeration. Rabbi Taba spoke today about a 40 day quarantine. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We call that in English, Hashem is should be Michael for my language. We call that in English a honeymoon. Get together with Hashem. See how, see how you can live together. See how beautiful you can enjoy each other. See how, see, see, that you don't need the guy in your life. Try to see how beautiful Hashem is. For 40 days. And we think he's exaggeration. Maybe he's exaggerating, I don't know. I'll tell you an exaggeration. A Jew who lives in our generation, not 10,000 years ago, well, not 10,000 years, not 2,000 years ago, a Jew who's living, I'll tell you his name today, he's one of the daily Israel, of course, Reb Chaim Kenyevsky. A Jew who lives in Bnei Brak, I happen to know, everyone here probably, we're all answers, so we know Reb Chaim Kenyevsky. Reb Chaim Kenyevsky, let me just tell you a little story, and I'm exaggerating now. If he has to know a phone number, he writes it down. He doesn't put it into his mind. He'll never memorize a phone number. Because every idea, every piece of knowledge is a dvekus, is an attachment, opposite of Torah. He'll write it down. He won't put it into his mind. His mind is for Torah. I don't think anybody in this room we have any connection with this greatness. I'm talking about someone who lives today. Zayn Gesund, there's 120 Gesund to We need him. And people like him. But none of us, what I'm trying to bring out is in, in Lamaisa, it's an exaggeration. But in understanding, what's the pshat? This is the pshat. 
The Pshat is Teli Ba'olam Kimelech Al Kisai. Hashem Yisbarach is a very, very private throne. Every time a Yid has a piece, a piece of knowledge of Torah, and sometimes we pick up a book, if it's a Yiddish book, if it's a Dvar Torah, we can read a, a few pieces of Shira Shirim, we can read a few pieces of Tehillim, and we read a commentary. We don't feel that this changed our lives. We don't feel that I, I saved the child. I don't feel like a million dollars. Because this communication is Melech Al-Kisoy. This is a very, very private. This is the bird. This is the Basar Echot. This is the unique communication that a Yid has with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. That you were your God. That you received a piece of knowledge in your mind. And your mind became attached to Hashem's understanding. And the greatness that you acquired. There are no words to talk about it besides Chazal just say it. Talmud Torah connected Kulam. Learning Torah is more than anything else. That's all, that's all I can say. And the Gemara says, and then Reb Chaim Lajah says, why don't you say, what are these dvarim harbe? Because there's no words to express it. It's just, there's something there very, very special. One day Hashem will show us what we acquired by a moment of learning Torah. And the same is true. Every piece of knowledge that we acquire, which is not Torah, we live in a generation that everything interests us. We are, we are today, all of us, I think any of us would know, the simple knowledge that we get, I don't think the greatest professors would have a hundred years ago. When a person just reads the newspaper, just 20 minutes, he acquires the world. You just, you, you find out what car will be in 19, in, in year 2000, within 15 minutes. What's going on in Vietnam? What's going on in, 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 in Iraq? What's going on in Israel? What's going on here? What's going on in, in, in the Senate? 15 minutes, it's a genius world. 15, 20 minutes, you could know everything. And you, Odom Yodah, you, you became part and partial of an earthly world. And no one in the world, it's Melech Bekisay. Hashem is Baruch in His throne. Kaviyochal, the insult. When we at this time, could have been We can be learning Torah. But Hashem today, Torah is so... All, all the, the, the modern genius communications were given into Torah. But Hashem, there's so many books and so many Torah magazines. And there's, there's so many tapes. Everything, everything, Torah, Torah is so available. The Shagasai didn't have a Shas. Didn't have a Shas. We Baruch Hashem have a Shas. We Baruch Hashem have everything. We can read easy reading Torah. The little measure says, and the big measure says, and the giant measure says, and everything is open for us. When we lead Al Maisla of Medrash, it's Melech Bekisay. It's Hashem on His throne that knows what greatness and what closeness we acquired from that moment of learning Torah. And these are three kinds of communications. And this is something which Goyim don't know. Chachmi Yom Asoylem say, Mazol is kuvois, v'galgal chayzim. But we know, Mazgalgal kuvua, Mazol is chayzim. And who is the one who actually is kuvaya, all the world? This telly. And this telly is Melech Al-Kisoy. And with our Torah, we are the ones that give neshama to the world. We are the ones that are kaveya, the happiness, the parnosis, the health, children, everything else which is in the world. The neshama of everything is dependent on our learning Torah. And this I'm saying as a last word. The Bezreel's several ideas were beautiful. The first one was positive communication in a family. A man and wife get together with Torah. It's a different kind of communication. And it's much deeper than we imagine. When we sit and we learn Torah together, Shloisha, this has become, this is Ashkodesh Bochu Oveviimoy. This is a different kind of Kesh between Ashkodesh Bochu Oveviimoy. They're connected with Hashem Isbarach. Hashem Isbarach is what brings them together. This is a different kind of communication when someone is Zeicha. That his home and the Shachis with his wife is Torah. 
This is something else completely. And then when he said about paying tuition, you heard the beautiful words. This is, again, a connection to Harsinai as, as we had heard. And last but not least, this, this idea of quarantine ourselves from, from, from the world. Try it. Try it for 40 days. We'll see how beautiful the Melech is in his throne. Many of us were never invited into the throne room. The moment we disattach ourselves from the world, we can go into the Melech Bekisa. The Melech in his throne. And Chachmim Musadim says, yeah, but you're out of the world. You're out of the Galgal. But we know that all the Galgal, all the Mazalis, everything will find in the throne of the king. That's what turns everything. That's what everything is dependent on. When we get in there, when we get become Tyredic, and one and only Tyredic, and the whole world is open to us, we see the beauty of the world. We see the tantus of the world, the Nisham of the world. We become one with our Kodesh Baruch. Shall the Kodesh Baruch will help us. We should be Zaycha Bezer Hashem very soon for the great oneness of Bias Mashiach that came.